0: Welcome back to another strange summer edition of Porson Peak, the strange and scary podcast that covers everything from horror to sci-fi and all of the giant kaiju monsters in between. I am always as your lovely host, John, joined by Anthony and a special guest, Adam. How's it going, buddy? Hello. Happy to be here. Adam is a
1: self-proclaimed big fan of Godzilla.
2: (laughs) That I am. (laughs) So we
1: brought him on because John and I don't know as much as he does. I know a fair amount. But I, I know the one with Matthew Broderick.
2: That's a mistake. <laughs> I mean, it was one of the more publicly shamed ones. So, <laughs> you know, there, there's that. It,
0: I think you're selling it lightly here. It is a <laughs> giant stain on the franchise. Uh, but before we start digging into all of that, let's get into some news. This is it, sir.
1: All right, one piece of news that I thought was particularly dope is that Shudder is bringing back Creepshow. They're doing a show, and one of the people slated to direct an episode is Tom Savini. Dope. So it's going to be Shutter's like first long-form original series, and that's tight, that they're getting people in the genre— To come back and do shit that they worked on, what, 20 years ago or so? Well,
0: and Tom Zavini's a legend. Right. He's he's just... He's he's a household name at this point.
1: And I think it's produced by Nicotero, so... That's dope. That shows him good hands. Yeah. And another thing I came by was that they are... I guess there was a script for Alien 3 Mm -hmm. that was never made and never released. And they made an audio drama out of it.
0: I would totally check that out. I... I am not quite an Alien 3 apologist, but I feel like it gets a little more flack than it rightly deserves. Uh, But it definitely is not perfect, and it definitely, when it's standing up against Alien and Aliens, it's not quite the same.
1: And when you think of it in terms of David Fincher's other work, it just doesn't hold up. You know what I mean? I feel like if he made that now, that movie would be dope. Yeah. Really blue and yellow and depressing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. (laughs)
1: And then the last thing that I saw is there's a new podcast that's going to be produced by Shudder, and it's called Visitations, and that's going to be with Elijah Wood. And it's going to be talking to different people from the genre. I think the first episode had Taika on it, so I guess a little bit more of the horror comedy (laughs) genre for him. Yeah. But that's pretty cool, and that guy's hilarious. So I would definitely check that out.
0: Yeah, I definitely will.
1: That's out now, and if you have Shudder... And you can listen to all the episodes. But if you don't, then they do it uh, twice weekly.
0: Yeah. And I have a couple of pieces of news as well. Uh, If you noticed on our Instagram, uh, we posted an image from Netflix making a sequel of Dark Crystal like 30 years later. (laughs) Uh, I feel pretty good about this. I... I know that the first one didn't get, like, super good critical reviews at first, and then it became, you know, a, a cult classic over time. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how this turns out. Netflix has a great track record with stuff like this, so I'm interested. The trailer looks super bonkers, and I love that.
1: Is that Dark Crystal's one with, like, the big birds?
0: Yep. It's all right. uh, Jim Henson. Yeah, it's, all, it's mostly puppets.
1: Does it? I haven't seen the trailer or anything. Does it look like they're going to stick with that format, puppets? I think they're going to at
0: least make it look like puppets. <laughs> they from the stills and images, everything looks very similar. That's tight. Some of the birds do have a little bit of like a like a uh, turkey from Thanksgiving vibe.
1: <laughs> Even better. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, creepy. That's the way that it needs to be. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, one of your favorite trivia question answers, Neil Gaiman, his Good Omens is be has been uh, adapted to a series for Amazon.
1: Right, uh, so Tenet, they, right?
0: Yeah, so they well, it's actually it's more of like a smorgasbord of of who's who's in like British acting, and that is a <laughs> Doctor Who reference, by the way. Um,
1: <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs>
0: but yeah, it's getting incredible reviews. It came out on the thirty first, so definitely something that we'll probably talk about a little bit more because it's going to definitely show up in my watch list. Uh, but like I said, it's got like an eight point one on IMDb right now, so I mean, people are loving it. So that's going to wrap it up for news this week. If there's anything that we missed, go ahead and hit us up on the gram. You'll probably see that we already saw it and it came out like right after we finished recording. (laughs) But anyway, let's move on to the
1: trivia. trivia. Since we have the third person, we're going to mix things up just a little bit. So that difference is going to be Adam reading the questions and John and I trying to answer. Competition. Game on.
2: <laughs> See, mine's better.
1: i have already <laughs> waited.
2: <winning. laughs> All right. So first up is a movie question. Uh, that question is, in what movie does Patrick Swayze say the famous line, nobody puts baby in the corner? Dirty dancing. That is correct.
1: Hey. I was gonna say flash dance.
2: <laughs> I was
0: thinking flash
2: dance and that's why I didn't open my mouth. Okay, so question number two comes from T V. What TV action drama co starred Ernest Borgnine and was named after a high tech helicopter air beast, airwolf, or air hawk? Airwolf. That is correct. Dude, I'm smoking it.
0: I'm I'm not good with the timing one. I'm better when I have time to mull over my <laughs> answer.
2: All right. Next is from Music. What are the first names of the music duo Hall and Oates? It's John
0: and... Daryl. Yeah, John and Daryl. I said them both, so it's my answer.
1: Yeah, holy <laughs> Is it John and Daryl? <laughs> it is. Have it. Have it. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I'm taking it. Yeah, good. Because you didn't say them both. You, you only to, said
1: one. How are you going to sleep at night?
2: <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking baby. <laughs> This is question number four, comes from famous people and events. Uh, Which day of the week follows the word black to describe the stock market crash on October 19th, 1987? The largest one day loss ever. Is it Tuesday?
1: No. Ah, damn it.
0: Is it a Black Monday?
1: It is. Black Monday. Nice. Nice. That's a fucking nice one right there. (laughs) That's a tie game, my guy.
2: (laughs) I mean, technically I have half point head, but whatever. No. That's not how that works. We don't do half points here. No half measures. Question number five is from Trends Tech and Fun. Question is, what brand of stylish watch was originally available in lady size or gent size? Swatch? It was Swatch. Damn.
1: Now okay. we're tied.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, <to your> asshole. <laughs> All right. Last question. Question number six from Stranger Things Itself. What is Dart's full name?
0: D'Artagnan.
2: That is correct. That's a win, baby.
0: Yeah, I'll take it.
1: Well, good game, John. I'm a little bit disappointed in myself.
0: You you were off to a really good start, and then...
1: Yeah, sometimes you just got to get two and a half, but whatever.
0: (laughs) Doesn't matter. Even if you take that half point, I still beat you by one and a half points. No, one. One whole point, actually. Uh, So if you enjoyed breaking news, which isn't that breaking anymore, or uh, that exciting trivia, go ahead and hit that subscribe. And while you're at it, download PodCoin. Because not only will you find Porcelain Peak on PodCoin, but you'll find every podcast that you've ever, ever heard on that application, and you'll get paid to listen to it. So not only do you have the opportunity to get coins for purchasing things like Amazon, Starbucks, uh, and other items and things as they update that list. But you also have the opportunity to donate those coins to charity as well. So, either way, it's a win win. You know, you're getting the opportunity to either get something for yourself or give something back. And uh, who doesn't want to get paid to listen to podcasts? Because I know I do. I use this app all the time, it's the only way I listen to podcasts now. Check it out. It's on uh, the iOS App Store, and it's also on the Google Play Store as well. Uh, and if you use the code porcelain, you'll get 300 coins right off the bat for not doing anything.
1: Except using the code porcelain. Yeah,
0: except the, <laughs> using the code porcelain. So go give it a try. Let's push aside those veggies, those potatoes. Let's get to the steak of the thing. The big ol' godzilla steak uh so we checked out uh godzilla king of monsters i believe all three of us watched it separately
1: actually we watched it together
0: you watched?
1: you watched it without me yeah. no i you had
0: did. i had to watch it opening night uh for for uh, the entertainment vortex so did i you got you that one or did i they? i reviewed that one uh, he got to review rocket man and i was a little disappointed that i got the shorter end of the stick <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's talk a little bit about why we're talking about this movie Because you might see this movie and think, well, is that really a horror movie? Or is that really a sci-fi movie? And it kind of is this weird area where monster movies used to be horror movies. You know, you have movies like Them, right, that came out. And you have movies like Cloverfield, that's pretty intense. And this one has these big monsters, but they're more of like adventure Movies in a way, you know what I mean? Like, it's not the same feel. But I think that the roots are definitely in horror and in science fiction.
0: Well, especially if you look at the original Godzilla. I mean, it is a horror movie essentially about about nuclear war. So that concept, like I said, it gets spread thinner and thinner as you go along and becomes more just about dope fights. But it definitely is rooted in that horror Genre.
1: Right. And there were some moments in this that I thought were scary. There's that big jump scare. I think you and I both.
2: Yeah, there was a jump scare. I forget exactly. Is it in the water? Yeah. Like swimming, swimming water, up to the. Oh, yeah. And then he just bangs up against the glass or something. He's just there. And everyone jumped. just. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, I, is, if I remember correctly, they, like, turn away. They're like, oh, everything's fine. And then he comes back real quick. Yeah, that's yeah. One
1: those, that's one of those. Right. And so then there's that. And I feel like that has some kind of horror elements. And a lot of the scenes, too, where they're showing these landscapes, or I guess the skyscapes, and it almost has this sort of lovecraft right? feel. Right? could be Cthulhu coming down. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it feels a lot like that. And so I was like, that's kind of scary. And they, they and was it in Gadira?
2: uh king gadira
1: yeah king gadira is is pretty terrifying if you think about it and i was like i don't want to think about that because that thing if i saw that thing i'd be like i'm out
0: peace (laughs) and then then you probably get hit by lightning
1: anyway yeah probably (laughs) yeah i'm just
2: gonna go and then get crushed by something else so
1: and there is some science to it i mean it's very light
0: say we'll dig into that
1: a little (laughs) bit (laughs) and so i i feel like that's If you were questioning, like, why this movie, because monster movie kind of has its own genre now and doesn't necessarily have to be scary, it doesn't necessarily have to be science fiction, that I think this one kind of fits into both those areas. Yeah, I
0: definitely think the monster genre as a whole has at least some pieces of science and some pieces of, like, scares uh, some of them, like I said, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about kind of like the history of Godzilla and that sort of thing. And there are a lot of those that get a lot campier, a lot less scary, and a lot less about the science. But, like I said, it's all firmly rooted in that, and especially this newer version of things. They definitely try to play up the science aspect of it a lot to varying degrees of avail. <laughs> <laughs> some more
2: successful than others, easily.
1: All right, so where do you guys want to start? Uh, should we talk about the Good stuff real quick.
2: <laughs> I mean we can
0: we can get it out of the way. Um I felt like the actors they did the best they could with what they were given.
1: see I I'm on the other end. I feel like they just whispered the whole time when they were trying to be really serious. Like this is a serious moment. It was like listening to a dashboard record.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that like it was perfect, but like I said, I think that they were also given not much.
1: Right. I thought L was good. Or- yeah. Millie Bobby Brown, I guess I should say.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like I said, she's definitely getting an opportunity to flex her muscles a little bit, and I think that I think that as her role like progresses in Stranger Things, I think that she'll get more and more opportunities like this. Hopefully, something with a little more a little more pedigree. Um,
1: it was weird watching the first season, and talking about it last week. And then seeing her so much older now, and just like, being so, and just being something else. Yeah, weren't you just that little girl
0: <laughs> like three seconds ago, man? I
1: swear. <laughs> what What was What did you like about it? Because I know you've seen a lot of stuff. So how does it stack up to not just this franchise, but to the other ones in the series?
2: I mean, Godzilla has always been kind of a. Uh... little campy in many ways, a little silly most times, especially in like the Toho series of movies. Definitely. Especially in the later, very later movies of that. Honestly, looking back between this movie and even the 2014 Godzilla movie compared to all the others, it's actually pretty in line with what those movies were the kind of themes they came up with and just the overall overall fight scenes and the campiness of it at times too. So it was from me being just a Godzilla fan. I, I think it was actually pretty good in line with those. Do yeah. so you think the acting was, uh, the acting, uh, I- again i'm with john i think the actress did as well as they could with what they were giving or what they were given uh millie bobby brown i thought she did really well as i said just branching or spreading her wings and trying to get herself out there more which i think she did very well the father i thought was the most compelling of the actors other than uh tywin lannister i forget the actor's name there.
0: uh charles dance
2: charles dance yes uh he was fantastic i loved him um he, I think he was the most believable character, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I didn't one hundred percent understand
1: his motivation. Um, at first, it seems like he, he's on board with Farmiga's character, and then kind of toward the end, he's like, "I just want chaos."
0: I think that was. So wants, I think, to
1: get everything out. Yeah,
0: I think that he knew that things weren't going to necessarily go the way that she intended them to go, and so I think his his motives were a little more sinister. Just kind of like. Hey, I'm the Joker of this series. I'm just, I'm just here to watch the world burn.
2: I took it as more as like he's just a more of a... He'll take the situation as it comes as he needs it to be. So Ghidorah not working out exactly as he intended it to did not necessarily disrupt his plans either. So, you know, trying to rid humanity and balance nature out again as he intended as an eco-terrorist still works for him. Mm.
1: that part where he was like well you just told everybody the plan now what (laughs) that's pretty funny yeah i like that line because i always hate when movies do that shit
0: he does like this like menacing while also being like a dad figure really well i mean because i mean he was he he was he was perfectly casted as tywin so
2: like this like it's definitely not far outside of that box it was very in line with Tywin Lannister in that. Uh, again, there are still differences between the scripts, but he, he played it perfectly, I think.
1: I also I liked the performance from what, Dr. Ishiro. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Probably not, but uh ken is it ken oh yeah the main, the main
2: doctor mm-hmm.
1: i thought he was good and i liked him in both of them the only part that he irritated me though is that when the character marked the dad i guess he shows yeah. up and is like telling dr ishiro what to do mm-hmm. like, but dr ishiro is the expert on godzilla <laughs> what the fuck do you know
0: we're getting too close to the stuff that's in the negative count- column for me um <laughs> but Right. I think that part of it is that while he is an expert on this one specific Titan, being a nature expert, I think maybe lends itself a little bit more towards some of the specific things in this instance.
2: Yeah, because they had all been working together before the, San Fr- the 2014 movie, like the San Francisco disaster with Godzilla and the other monsters. Um, so they had worked together before they know each other's strengths, weaknesses, and they have that. You know, working respect at least. So. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I would have liked that maybe in a flashback. And I feel like a lot of this movie could have used flashback because it's very dialogue heavy to push the plot forward.
2: Show rather than tell.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we get it. We get it. Uh, some other good stuff. Uh, the effects. Right. I visually, mean, yeah,
0: visually stunning. Yeah. I think that there's a little bit of a negative at the back of this because I think that having these very real looking effects, I think is almost a detractor in a way. I think that part of the reason why these movies get taken so seriously and taken, you know, taken to task because of it is because they don't have that like B movie schlocky charm about them. Like I said, these effects are great and the fight scenes are absolutely mind blowing. Uh, I mean, I think back to Godzilla 2014 and like the kiss of death, that shit is fucking crazy but it also doesn't have that same charm as having a dude in a suit just fight another dude in a suit like you know like you get from like Power Rangers or some shit like right. like there like there's a certain charm to that it has like this like very like niche feel and so it attracts certain types of people us included
1: i think this one did feel a little bit like power rangers though still in just the setup right where you see what the good guys are doing you see what the bad guys are doing and then the two giant sides fight
2: yeah Wait a second, I know this. That's, and that's, I that's not thought of that before, but yeah, that does make a <laughs> bit of sense there, too. <laughs> and that's part
0: of what you were saying before, is that like it keeps all of the themes very close to its source material, mm. which is not a terrible thing. I just think that having this heavy sense of realism in the effects definitely is awesome in one way, but also a little bit of a detractor in another.
1: I can agree with that because I feel like the filmmakers relied a lot on that and didn't focus so much on the storytelling and especially the writing, Mm -hmm. which was probably my biggest problem with this movie. I I still was enjoying a lot of the visuals, but then it becomes tiresome toward the end. It's like, yeah, we've been watching these guys fight, but we've already watched them fight for so long. And then it kind of starts getting repetitive. Mm -hmm. How many times does Godzilla die? Like two or three times, right?
2: Uh, like twice, okay. but he gets knocked down like four or five times.
1: I was like, okay, cool. We get it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get this going. Cause toward the end I was like, I was kind of over it. Whereas the first one, the 2014 one was, I think equally as long or around the same time, but the first hour and a half flies by. Yeah. I checked the time and I was like, wait, that's all that's left. And even though that one has less going on than this one, it still is compelling and it keeps you
2: going. So I think as a comparison point, the
1: pacing of this one was weird.
2: I think that was with them trying to cut into the scenes of the humans trying to do all their stuff as well. Like, if you if you didn't have to pad out the monster fight between everything else, it would have been better. You know, just shot a little better, um, edited a little better with that. So you don't have the monsters fighting in the background, Godzilla, Godzilla getting knocked down 20 times over again. <laughs> uh, just to show the humans trying to go to this place, do that, and whatnot.
0: Yeah, we know who's we know who's entertaining and we know who's not. The giant kaiju monsters are the entertaining part. So give them the spotlight the majority of the time. We don't need to necessarily know what weird bullshit science fucking garbage is going on with, the, with the little humans most of the time. <laughs> That's one thing, like I said, that the original movies do well, especially once they get to the more campy and the more crazy territory, is that they brush over a lot of that they like they're like oh here is like the condensed version of all the science mumbo jumbo and then they get to the good stuff because they they have shorter run times smaller budgets yeah
2: and they let the monsters fight too which one one thing i thought about with this movie compared to the 2014 is that while in the 2014 you still had the monster fight cut in with humans running around the plot of that was simpler for the humans. So they didn't have to take as much time for that as well. So again, you still had monsters fighting in the background, but the scenes of the humans were still shorter. There was less going on between them as well. So it was a little more, it was easier to follow all around, Mm. more focused, more focused.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. And that's what I was thinking when we were watching this one, I was like, okay, we got these people, then we got these people, then we got these people. And I was like, let's, let's tighten it up. Let's maybe not show that or, cut down on some of these times because there was so much exposition and i was like okay like
2: yeah and, let's and move on you had like three or four different people trying to get all to the same place at the same time while the fight is going on so you're trying to keep track with all them watching the awesome monster fight in the background while it's still going so it, yeah it was just a little too muddled in that in that regard i think
1: the one time that i was a little bit i don't know, i guess frustrated and it's not a huge deal but that part where Millie Bobby Brown leaves the facility, and then it, like pans up and it's like Boston, and then it immediately cuts to a different city. And it's like this city.
2: <laughs> it's yeah. like, we just got to Boston. <laughs> we didn't even get to go. We, we were just there, just just stop for a snack. And also, that's it. also, she walked. She walked
0: to the stadium, and it took her shorter amount of time <laughs> than it took the person who drove there. And that's a little frustrating. Also, there was another scene where, like, they spliced something in just to give the dad an excuse to be on the deck during a specific scene. And I think it was right before they revealed that, that Mothra survived or whatever.
1: Oh, is it when they were trying to get the other plane into the...
0: Yeah, and he's like, he's like oh, I'm leaving, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go out and I'm going to find this and find that. But, like, that scene, oh. like, it, it amounted to nothing because he didn't end up leaving. He stayed there.
2: He stayed on the ship. Yeah, and it didn't really make sense for him to try to leave at that time either. No. Like Everyone's got their plan going, and then he decides to just take off. It, it didn't make sense.
1: Well, before we get too far into the frustrating stuff, because it feels like <laughs> that's where we're headed, I want to say real quick that I did, and I, I don't know if this is going to be a popular opinion or not, but I did like O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s performance.
2: I loved him, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'll agree with that.
1: I like him as an actor. I don't yeah. know if it's because I really liked Straight Outta Compton. mm mm-hmm but i thought he was good in this his comedy wasn't as i guess on the nose as some of the other ones and it didn't fall as flat as most of the other ones mm-hmm. and he was just interesting yeah and i uh i will say though it feels like he was in the shit all the time and then they just kept letting him survive where everybody else around him would die he went and then through a he would a survive lot. I was like all right whatever
0: well he was one of the people who was like in the thick of it when they blew uh, king adira out and still managed to make it out when most other people didn't.
1: I, I'm pretty yeah. sure he fell down that fucking hole, and then it cuts later, and he's like, sitting, like I, I don't see son, you get on that
0: dude. <laughs> Straight out of Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Dad?
1: Dad? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I liked his performance, but we could dig down a little bit more into the doldrums. Some of the stuff that fell flat for me, again, the writing I thought was pretty poor. They made tons of jokes that I think almost nobody in our audience laughed at.
2: Yeah, there were not that many laughs, and it was just kind of incidental ones at that.
1: Right, and I was like, oh, dude, it's so unnecessary.
2: I don't think I laughed at all. Yeah. I, I did a lot more shaking my head
0: when the human spoke than anything else. Um, I would
1: laugh because I was like, are you fucking
2: kidding me? <laughs> yeah, they were like grown laughs, like, oh, you got to be kidding.
1: I, th- I feel like a part of the problem with that, too, is that there was too many characters. Mm-hmm. Like, get rid of Thomas Middleditch, right? Yeah. Or... The weasel dude from, was it Billy Madison? <laughs> uh,
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: was like, dude, you those two characters. Are- Eric is pregnant. <laughs> yeah, those two characters are useless.
0: Yeah, they're there just to like to try to bring comedic relief and fail. I'm I'm not I'm not about it. Like, I, I have no problem with either of those actors. I love Thomas Middleditch on uh Silicon Valley. He's Absolutely hysterical. It's kind of like that awkward dude, but it just doesn't work here. Fantastic. Captain Underpants. Well, and it like gives... (laughs) Come on, dog. Uh, I mean, yeah. But like, it it gives him like, I don't know. There's like a confidence that makes it not work. Like his comedy doesn't work when he has that like little bit of bravado. Right. Because they treat him more
2: as like... Like the Verizon like, guy. Exactly. Like the leader. <laughs> I thought he was just like a lawyer at the beginning, too. Like it he did nothing like it, yeah. else. And then he's going on, you know, the uh, base in the I- Antarctic where he, they're trying to kill people and everything. And like, why is he going? That's yeah. another
1: thing I wasn't clear on. It was, okay, his job, right? And yeah. I wasn't super clear on the dad's job because mm-hmm. the beginning we just see him taking photographs and like studying pack mentality but i wasn't sure like, what his actual job was yeah and what role he really played that wasn't clear and why were they in sam like what were they doing in san francisco what happened to the kid there was just so much stuff that they hinted at but didn't really give us enough to give a shit about any of these characters really
0: on top of having so many issues with like Some of the little ancillary characters that didn't need to be there that just cut into screen time and took time away from the giant monsters, the science in this is laughably bad. There are certain things that I'm willing to brush over, but saying things like, oh, we can use sonar to also detect vitals. And all this other crazy shit. Like, I'm like, that's that's bullshit. I'm sorry, I can't I can't get behind that. It doesn't make any sense. You can locate him, use the sonar, that's fine. But you can't fucking hear his heartbeat. You can't do all these other extra things. Like, it's like it's too much.
1: I'm no scientist, so I can't speak. Uh,
0: it 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 made me roll my eyes every time they said some weird, long drawn out science science bullshit reason as to why they knew this about this specific thing or why they knew this. Like the stuff that you're studying, like one on one, like like they should know a ton about Mothra because they watched they watched and helped hatch Mothra. Like that's dope. I'm totally behind that.
1: I did like that idea though of like the bioacoustics. Yeah, not saying that the science is all that, there, but them trying to
0: communicate—that—that—that's that the one part that checks out for me.
2: Yeah, that—that that makes the most sense for me as far as the science goes. The one thing I thought was bad was just the uh, oxygen destroyer bomb thing. Yes, that. Well, oh. I mean, if you're gonna destroy oxygen, wouldn't that kill all the people? Kill all the people, and you know, make just a giant hole in the ocean where the water formerly was that's made of partially oxygen.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a ton of stuff that just doesn't check out. And the way that they describe things, it's like they make you they try to make themselves seem like they're giving you like these big like descriptions and explanations, and then they give it weird shitty names like the oxygen destroying bomb. It's like you couldn't come up with something a little more sciency if you're gonna fucking drop some shit like that. We, we have
2: better names for government bills and Congress than that. <laughs> and and we won't
0: dig into politics here, but they come up some, with some pretty shitty names in the in, for bills and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still better than the Oxygen Destroyer.
1: And the reason it didn't work on Gadira... Gadira?
2: Gadira. Girdle. Um,
1: is because... He, <laughs> it's because he's an alien? I was like, what the
0: fuck? So that is actually in line with the lore. He is... That's it a pretty, is from uh, another... Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, that's one of the questions I had. So I wanted to ask you about that. And yeah. then I also wanted to ask about... Mothra. Is Mothra typically the queen of monsters and, like, a good character? Um, Because I thought they fought.
2: In the Toho series of movies, Godzilla and Mothra did fight uh, two or three times, I think. Um, And then eventually another threat came along where they teamed up. So um, after that, there was a series of movies where Godzilla has an ally against another threat. Uh, one of those being Mothra. I don't remember. Act- I don't actually remember if Mothra was considered the queen of the monsters, but she was a main Godzilla ally after um, a time in the movies. If
0: I remember correctly, uh, Mothra is typically fodder, right?
2: Oftentimes, Mothra gets sacrificed. I believe so. Um, like when she fights Godzilla, it is like a major fight. Once or twice, he loses a round between the fights, and so wins After that, but. Um, yeah, when whenever Mothra is in a fight um, alongside Godzilla, it, she usually is you know just a sidekick who gets her ass beat before Godzilla finishes off.
1: I like the idea of her being the queen of monsters or having this other character that was a good guy, I guess, because mm-hmm. everyone came out as bad. Continuing what I was saying about Ghadira being the alien, I thought that was weird. But if you're saying that's on par for, for the series, then I, mm-hmm. I guess I'm a little bit more okay with that. To me, in that series, it seemed a bit out of left field and then kind of just thrown in to connect to that now I,
2: I think if they explained that more that would have been better especially after seeing the city underneath the ocean where it has all this yeah hieroglyphics and lore,
1: now it's atlantis
2: i guess that's and, what i that's what i thought when yeah, I, first I was thought, like i was like and we're in atlantis all right cool it was hella
0: weird you as a listener cannot see the face that i'm making about about this whole atlantis
2: reveal it sounds like was, it, looks, <laughs> yeah, it looks just like, that, like an uh, asshole <laughs> all scrunched up yep <laughs>
1: And I was like, okay, so now we got Aliens, now we got Atlantis. And he's like, it's Egyptian. No, it's older than that. It's like, get the fuck out of here. I can't watch this movie.
2: <laughs> I was like, are you an expert in hieroglyphics now? That's not how that works. No.
1: Such, just bad writing. Uh, it's
2: it's one of the worst
0: written movies that I've seen in a while. And I've seen some... Pretty bad movies.
2: And then they destroy the place without ever explaining it more. That's what I was so upset about. That was the most upset thing I was about in the movie. Is you give you give this
0: big center where you could potentially get, like, a ton of, like, backstory and lore. And you can do it in a way where you get to show some of it and not tell and, it. Like and you they do nuke it. And they destroy it.
2: What the fuck?
1: And they make this point for Ishiro to... If you go out there, this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. And they're like, "Oh shit, dude!" The stakes and he are was high. fine the whole way there, right? And then they tell you the stakes are high, and then they're like, "But I gave you this thing to prevent that." So how the fuck did you know you were gonna need that shit? Where'd you get that? <laughs> they just make shit up to.
2: And now push he's the an expert forward. in like physiology under high amounts of radiation, which that no. That's
0: and it. I also I know that this happened in one of the original series. I know that like. That his internal reactor like starts to go off or whatever, and like it like puts puts him at risk. And I think it was one of the more recent ones where it actually kills him. But he, there's another person. Another the radiation causes a baby Godzilla to become a full grown adult Godzilla. That's, um, I don't remember which movie it is, but I know that that was happens.
2: It, like 2016, I think so. Okay, that was, it was a newer one. Yeah, it was like the. the yeah, Shin Godzilla. I haven't actually seen that one. I am disappointed to say. That one's supposed to be pretty good, right? Yeah, it was actually one of the highest rated Godzilla movies uh, when it came out, and I'm now I'm shocked I haven't seen it. But I feel like a they went into this whole like nuclear reactor
0: like failing thing too early in the series. If you're planning on making more sequels, which we know they are. And yeah, let's on talk top of that, after this, it's a, and on top of that, this whole concept of that turning him into like Super Saiyan Godzilla is a little rough for me. He's Godzilla, but he's red now. Yeah, he's red now. <laughs> just for no reason, he's now he's now he's red, and now he's way more powerful, and he can just go, eh, and then everybody dies. Like
1: it was like Mothra stung Rodan.
0: Yeah, Mothra and then took
1: his hotness. And then transferred it to Godzilla, almost right, because then he becomes this molten, melting
2: everything in his path. Well,
0: no, I think that was one of the coolest effects in the movie. By the way, is the the shit melting around him? It was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I think that was no, that was King Ghidorah like uh, blasting Mothra, and then like the essence from its wings or whatever like came down onto Godzilla. Um, I know,
1: I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying that's what it seemed like, though, because he then he ended up enveloping what seemed like Rodan's.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah.
1: Like, texture. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because that's how it looked like his body type was now just Godzilla. Gotcha. And also, it's like, I thought he died, and then pops up at the end. Yeah. That was another thing that really frustrated me, was that, okay, say you're Gadira, right? You got control over all these monsters. You're getting your ass kicked, about to die. Aren't you going to call these monsters to come help you fight?
2: Yeah. And then, like, three of them show up. Like, immediately
1: after, like yeah, they were, hey, we, no, after. we were just in the bleachers, bro. I didn't know you we were fighting.
2: <laughs> God t- Godzilla takes a five minute nap, and then two other monsters show up, and then Rodan's like, "Okay, we're friends now."
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah. all right, well, yeah, what you guys are?" But,
2: but yeah,
0: like if you like look back at like classic iterations of this fight. Uh, it usually goes the other way around. It's usually King Ghadira is, is the lone wolf, and then you have these huge, like, mat- like matchups that go against him because he's so powerful. So, like, I think the first iteration, it was Rodan, Mothra in, like, caterpillar form and Godzilla, right?
2: Yeah, I, th- I believe that's what it was, yeah. And, yeah, Godzilla gets his ass handed to him by Ghadira until he calls his friends and they all team up. Godzilla again coming in with the final blow for it. So yeah,
1: does at any point Godzilla say slap hands, <laughs> slap hands, <laughs> slap hands?
2: <laughs> you know
1: what? I think one of their later teams they might. <laughs> there, there is actually a high,
0: a high probability. I know that one of the newer ones they actually had Godzilla fight the uh, the Matthew Broderick 1998 Godzilla and just destroy him like handily in a few really? seconds. Really? Yeah, it's I love it. It's fucking hysterical. That's
1: great like we said we were going to talk about the sequel. There was one point, no joke, when they referenced or mentioned directly King Kong three times in 5 to 10 minutes. Yeah, they did. I was like, "Are you Okay, we get it, dude. If you walked away from that movie and didn't understand that King Kong and is Skull ne- Island was is the next thing." Yeah. yeah. I was, "Oh my god. It was like they were at that conference mm-hmm. and he was like Titan Kong or whatever." Yeah. And then they scrolled through the Titans to show the dad, and it was like Titanus Kongus, right? And then no joke, within the next couple minutes, one of the people was like something, something on Skull Island. And I was, like, dude, we fucking get it.
0: Like you, so you did all this talking about Skull Island and about Kong, and Kong is supposed to be this huge figure among the Titans and among the kaiju, and you don't show him at all. I like, wanted
1: one. I thought that was going to be how he beat him. Just I know they're saving him, but yeah, like give me a little bit of him. Yeah, because Kong is dope. Is he that big? That's a question I was wondering. Uh, Godzilla is yeah. huge, right?
2: Kong is pretty massive. He's not. Yeah, I mean, he's been upskilled to be in line with this series. Now, um, he had a movie in I want to say twenty fifteen. I yeah. think it was. Yeah, and yeah, that's the one, and they introduced him for in that movie for this series. So, right, yeah, he's been upskilled just like Godzilla and all the other monsters have to be even larger, more massive, things like that.
0: And yeah, um, we we definitely know that Godzilla is more massive. This way. He thick.
1: <laughs> he was, dude. I was He's like, super he thick. Is. he got no, like, head to neck <laughs> difference. It's all just wood. <laughs> solid.
2: His jaw like, is his
1: chest. <laughs> I was like, that's a meaty boy right there. <laughs> oh, shit. But that was cool. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Because the one, the Matthew Bradley one, was just too skinny. Because it was also... Well, like, I think
2: that, that was... I think it's because they went for, like, an actual dinosaur look. Or, like, a gator. He looks like a gator. Gator, yeah. Gator.
1: So that was irritating because then they just keep hinting at Kong, hinting at Kong, hinting at Kong. And it's throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah. Even toward the end. And then they show like, oh, there's Skull Island. Yeah, I would have liked to see him a bit. So I'll be interested to see what that movie looks like because I don't feel like Kong's as brutal as Godzilla. As far as like height, like size, and then it's cool shit. Like Godzilla could melt buildings.
0: I think the one thing that Kong has as a benefit is he has more limbs. He like, he is able to use his hands like <laughs> hands. You yeah, know? He's
2: more de- dexterous, more just agile, which is his, his main advantage. It's really brawn versus agility. Yeah. For that fight. Have, has there any, been any other iterations where they've met up before? Yes. Several. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so this
1: isn't a new thing.
2: No, not at all. Um, and the first one, uh, if you haven't seen it, spoiler, in the 1952 it was, they did uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. At the time, King Kong was an even bigger monster than Godzilla was, even more popular in Japan. When that movie came out, King Kong actually won against Godzilla. Also in that point in the series, Godzilla was still considered a villain rather than like an ally of humanity in Japan. Mm-hmm. So it, it made sense at that time for King Kong to win. They had a couple more movies and adventures together. Again where they become allies against another threat too. Yeah, it has happened before and I'm curious to see who which monster they go with.
1: Are you expecting them to fight in the new one or team uh, up? Or both I at some point ex- kind of like Batman versus Superman?
2: Probably Batman versus Superman. They fight at first and then a new I mean he Enemy comes up and they're like, "Oh, hey, let's
1: kill this
0: thing instead." Yeah, how long do you think until until Charles Dance's character makes uh makes
2: Mechagodzilla? Because that's what it looks like it's headed towards. I mean, they've already teased it. It won't be long.
0: Yeah, I mean, because they, they show that he gets the the severed uh, Ghadira head
2: from, from. What I was the... wondering,
1: if that's I think I even asked you if they were making Mechagodzilla out of that. I'm, yeah,
2: I
0: one hundred percent think that that's what's going to happen.
2: Oh, absolutely! It's just a matter of when they throw that in whether it's going to be with uh king kong and godzilla finding each other and then mecha gadira comes in or they save that for a different movie entirely
1: do you think it'll be mecha gadira or a mecha it's tough to say
0: because i mean the, the whole point of that character is that he's been like gathering dna off of as many titans as he can get a hold of been selling like parts and scraps and all this other weird shit so i mean I don't know. Like I said, if they find a way to make the campiness work, I'd be interested, but I mean, I, I mean, and I'll probably end up having to see it regardless, but I, I mean, I don't know. I think that this the series needs some serious overhaul if it's going to continue.
2: I could see them doing like a cyborg biomechanical kind of thing, mm-hmm. or even an, an, an amalgamation of monsters into something entirely new based around Ghadira. Especially since they have a full severed head yeah they could probably work with that to add things onto it you know i think that they they do have to get careful with
0: the way that they choose to go about things i think that's one of the biggest detracting points from the recent uh jurassic park movies the the world series is that they've been just doing all of this like like oh let's play god and splice things together and people are not Big fans of the way that they've been delivering that, so it's all about how you choose to go about I mean,
1: it. Yeah, but the last Jurassic World movie was garbage. That's what
0: I'm saying. But I'm saying that's one of the big points is that like the first, the first two at least, you you know you're being taught like, oh, this was a mistake, messing with genetics and messing with nature. Why are we doing this? And now they're just like. Let's mess with genetics and mess with nature again. Yeah.
1: But it didn't happen. Here's a T-Rex, Raptor. Yeah. Psych, here's a
2: Raptor T-Rex. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they pulled the trigger on that too early in the mm-hmm. series. If they did something else and then later on made a super predator or whatever like that, it would have been a little different.
1: We don't, you don't need gimmicks. And the same thing can be said about this. We have giant either dinosaurs in the Jurassic World case or giant monsters, which again is a relative term. In this series, like, that shit's going to be entertaining. Yeah. You don't need to add, well, oh, now it's a modified one. Yeah. And it's already cool. Yeah. There's dinosaurs in the fucking city.
2: <laughs> what if we took these two and just smashed them together?
1: So, and it bothered me in the first one, and it bothered me more in this, and they kind of touch on it a little bit in this one, so that was kind of, that was cool. But the, the just the term monster. Mm-hmm. And the first one is actually kind of sad, and I felt for, what is the weird... Monster called in that one?
2: No, I never actually looked up the name. It was like radioactive like spider moth things. But.
1: right. So though I kinda fell for it because at the end of that movie all her babies get killed and she's like, What the fuck's going on? I'm just trying to survive. I just woke up. Yeah. I'm trying to have some kids. And then they kill all her kids. And I was like, that's kinda messed up. And to us they're monsters, but they were here first. This is their world essentially you know what millions
2: I mean? possibly billions of years and yeah then,
1: and they yeah. touch on that in this one which i really liked and then there's that scene where millie bobby brown calls vera farmiga like you're a monster yeah and i liked that a lot i thought that was good because it kind of makes you think about that term and like you know i said earlier it's relative to to who you are or what you consider a mm-hmm. monster, but they're not monsters. They, and sure, in Gadir's case, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. in the first one, and then with some of these other monsters, they just woke up and they're just trying to survive, yeah. to live. And it's like, well, like, that's not their fault that you built all this shit here. Knock it down.
2: <laughs> yeah, And then going back to that scene with Millie Bobby Brown, I think that was one of the actual heavy points where you, you kind of felt something in the movie other than just watching monsters kill each other. It actually made you think, again, like I said, it made you think about what that term would actually mean when you got actual giant monsters fighting each other to the death over the fate of the world. So then if we've got that going on, what does that make you?
1: That's a good point. And, and I liked her motivation, Vera Farmiga's motivation mm-hmm. right because that kind of plays the original idea of godzilla was kind of a response to the world war ii atomic
2: yeah bomb, exactly right? yeah it was very much in response to japan having been bombed twice uh with atom bombs
1: um. and this felt like a modernization of that where we used to fear that kind of war and mm-hmm. we still do we still fear, fear nuclear war but they're kind of taking that idea and turning it into this other idea of rebirth almost you know you got to burn it down to make something new yeah and i like that modernization
2: well this this new series is taking that concept of the reaction to the atomic bombs and turning it into turning that theme into environmentalism too because the original godzilla yeah it was very much about how with our nuclear tests we're disrupting nature and at some point nature is gonna fight back against that and then with this new series, they beat you into it that these monsters are responsible for the balance of nature as well. Uh, King Ghidorah, being the alien that he is, is an outsider to that nature balance. So with him coming in trying to take over the monsters, you're just bringing destruction to the earth as well. So with this new theme of you know humanity destroying and disrupting this na- the nature that is going on, killing these monsters may not be the best idea, and we should just let them do their thing.
1: I can't see them ending the series or the franchise or whatever with coexistence. I just don't see that happen.
2: I, I see it going guess. more like the
0: Planet of the Apes route.
1: Them taking over? Yeah. I could see that.
0: I can see I, think, that. I think it would be more entertaining.
1: I think that it'll end with Kong going to Skull Island and chilling on a hammock, and then Godzilla going back to Atlantis.
0: Mm. <laughs> <Blown> <laughs> the up what's a, left of it? Blown yeah. up... Oxygenless Atlantis. Yeah. Out
1: of five moths.
0: As, out of five giant radioactive
2: moths, <laughs> what do you rate this one?
1: For me one, two tops.
2: Again, me being the Godzilla fan and with the movie keeping in line with the original themes and structures of the originals, I would give it I want to say a four actually. I'm probably closer to that
0: two, I'd say probably two and a half. I give it a flat 50. It it did a lot of things that I thought worked, and it did a bunch of things that it really didn't. But it doesn't make it, like, the worst movie in the world. I definitely, right. there were parts of it where I did have a good time watching it.
1: Right, and I think I'm looking at it from a movie, solid, like, standalone movie point of view, and where you're coming in with all this other stuff. So I think that that's right. probably going to make it more enjoyable for an audience member. Yeah, whereas and- if you're just looking at it as this is the movie, it's not a great movie to me.
2: I think it mostly depends what you go in to see the movie for. Like, again, me, the right. big Godzilla fan, I got what I wanted. Yeah, the plot wasn't, and writing wasn't the best, but it was still a Godzilla movie with kaiju fighting each other. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, so that's going to wrap it up for our thoughts on Godzilla King of the Monsters. All right, so we'll go ahead and hop right into our watch lists for next week.
1: That's Where are you going? I've got to return some video games. Yes. So immediately, right now, because it's already been out, watch Black Mirror Season 3.
0: Yeah, because we're going to talk about it in seven days. Seven (laughs) days.
1: So I started the first episode already today. And I stopped it because it was fucking hella weird, and I was at work, and I didn't want anybody to walk in on me. Oh,
0: no. I def- <laughs> it's definitely something that I will only watch on the television. I'm not going to watch it on my phone because it's going to make it seem even worse. Be like, oh, I'm watching this creepy thing about tele- about like technology being terrible on my technology. It just seems like it's...
1: it's TV anyway.
0: Yeah, but a TV's better.
1: <laughs> so watch that, and I will recommend the, again, because I finished it now, the third season of Slasher. I went ahead and finished that bad boy, and it surprised me, Mm -hmm. which I didn't think it was going to. And I thought one thing and then threw me for a loop, so kudos to that show. Check it out.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say, uh, uh, this week, my intention is going to be, along with checking out those three episodes of Black Mirror, uh, continuing my Stranger Things journey through the the second season, I definitely want to check out Good Omen. Oh, right. Yeah, Good Omens looks incredible. Like I said, it's getting great reviews. It's right up our alley as far as the themes and stuff, I just I I think that it's gonna be incredible and I'm ready to watch. Do you have anything that you're currently watching in the horror or sci fi territories? If you consider Barry part of the horror, I guess,
2: and I mean you'd have to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he murders a bunch of people so there's that I guess. But All right. okay. check no. out Barry.
0: All right, so that is gonna wrap it up for our show this week. We do have a couple of quick shout outs to hit uh, from Instagram So we do have someone who answered one of our question of the days on Instagram, Uh, S. Barzi Author. I don't know if I'm butchering that or not. I apologize if I am. Probably. Uh, But he is typically very active on our messages, which I really appreciated. He uh, listed a few of his favorite 80s movies. We're definitely on board with that. We also had a few um, different shows follow us on Instagram as well. So we have uh, the Musically Meditated podcast uh, serially yours, global vision TV and weird circumstances have all started following us. Uh, so, uh, if you want to join them in following us on any of our socials, you can find us at porcelain peak anywhere on the internet. Uh, especially on Instagram, we definitely post all kinds of stuff as far as news as things come out. Also, we post, uh, short videos on occasion as well, uh, to try and, uh, elaborate a little bit more on some of the things that we talked <laughs> about on the show. If you haven't seen the bribery one, go check that yeah, out. You should definitely check it out on top of that. If you want to see more information about uh, the show and, uh, and sometimes more in depth uh, things. And also where we put like notes for the podcast and stuff like that. Uh, you would get that at porsonpeak.com. We are just about everywhere where you can find a good podcast. That's going to be on podcasts through Apple. That's going to be on Google play store, Tune in, Stitcher, a little bit on SoundCloud, Spotify, and then also obviously on Podcoin. And as always, don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe. And if you uh, hit us with a five star rating or if you answer any of our questions on Instagram, we will hit you with a shout out on one of our future episodes.
1: Yeah, we're having a lot of fun with those questions. We're getting pretty active on there too. So we would appreciate if you guys got active on there as well. It's been a lot of fun for us. Yeah. On top of that, Uh,
0: Thank you for joining us today, Adam. It's been a lot of fun discussing kind of uh, a little bit of the history of Godzilla, but mostly just uh, how much we wish there was more coming from the new ones. (laughs) Uh, But it's been a great time having you on the show. Yeah, it was great. I was happy to be here.
1: And thank you guys for listening.
0: Keep it strange.
2: A Hyperforge Alpha Network production. What was the weakest handshake? I got a
0: two-finger shake out of it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so you usually
2: bad. gotta pay extra for that kind of action. <laughs> <laughs>